welcome back to another episode of the Brown Film Folk Podcast. My name is Natasha Sequera, and I'm one of your hosts today. Hi, everyone. My name is Ramika Anchala, and welcome back to this amazing episode of BFF Podcast. At the BFF Podcast, we're here to showcase the culture, inspiration, and journey of several filmmakers. We have a mission to bridge the gap of South Asian filmmakers from all over the world and be a source of connection. Because at the end of the day, we're all better together. Better together with our amazing guest, Nargis Aniston. She has an amazing story. So she actually grew up in an Indian and Bangladeshi household. And she moved out of her house to London to pursue her academics. And she met the love of her life in London. And after that, she was like, you know what? I'm going to pursue acting. I have my husband to support me. I'm going to do all this out. So she auditioned and she like got into some indie projects and short films. And then she also wanted to try the corporate world out. So she now is a travel manager at Pinewood Studios. And we would love to hear about her corporate side. So a lot of times people just think filmmaking is just about producing or directing or acting, but there's so much more to it that even I am not aware of as an actor. There's also the whole corporate side of it. And with Nargis, I feel like we would have such an incredible opportunity to listen to her side of what it takes to be a travel manager. Now, I, th- I feel like that must be so cool. Like, right? Especially Pinewood Studios, which is fascinating because um, Pinewood's headquarters is in London, if I'm not mistaken. I cannot say that for yes or not because I am not sure. <laughs> because to my knowledge, Pinewood is is a UK-based studio and they have a a branch here in Atlanta. Oh, that's so, amazing. Right? I, I didn't know about that until like a year ago when I was talking to some relatives from the UK and being like, you know, I really want to work at this studio and stuff. And they're like, oh, you mean the one in, in London? And I was like, hmm. wait a minute. Uh, but that's interesting. I wonder if that's how she had a connection to the studio here or something like that. I'm not sure. From what I've known, she said she wanted to try out acting and did like auditions like what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And then after a couple of years, she was got into this opportunity. So we should find out and see how she got into the corporate side, what she thinks and what the differences are. You know, as a creative person, what it takes to be in the corporate world as a travel manager, I feel like that takes a lot as well. Because a lot of creatives are like free birds where we're just like, I do not want to sit in a desk. I want to travel the world and see the world. And especially, I know I keep coming back to this, but in a COVID world, Mm -hmm. um, trying to organize and schedule travel arrangements is, must be a nightmare, but. (laughs) Seriously. To even keep track of what states are quarantine states and what are not and precautions. It probably takes a lot. Yeah. So let's welcome our guest, Nargis. Yes. Ah! I feel like I'm going to start like mentioning in the email, like, you know, I'm going to send you a Google invite <laughs> and join the Zoom like. Sorry about the confusion. She's coming. Okay, cool. Sorry, you were asking me something before that. Yes. So like as a 30 year old, I'm looking at you guys and I'm like, they're babies. But at the same time, I feel like this generation is very similar. So what do you guys think as a 20 something year old, about 30 year olds? What do we think about you? Like, I mean, we're we're only six years apart. So still. (laughs) 
Honestly, I don't know how to answer that, but we'll try again after this. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Nargis. I think she's still connecting to audio. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to do this. This will be my first time I'm doing something like this. Oh, that's awesome. I love the fact that you're wearing a sari, too. I know. I was just going to say I love it. <laughs> I, I like to dress up. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to, like, work up the, the motivation, too. But, hey, we match. Yes, we're we'll doing it uh, I'm, I'm like complimenting you guys. It's, it's the <laughs> contrast, purple, maroon. Yes. It's like kuch kuch hota hai. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nargis, how have you been doing? I've been, uh, you know, I've been doing well considering. What about you guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been an interesting time. I've, I feel like for me personally, April to June was just this, this hole of depression. <laughs> But things are starting to pick back up. Yes, yes. And I think, um, you know, just having to go back to re-entry would be interesting. Yeah, I don't yeah. know when the re-entry would be, but whenever that is, hopefully we're all sane. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, um, recently, a couple of my shows have gone back to filming. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they just, I literally got that like, like last week. So they're looking at flights for next week. And I think they're going to have people quarantined for two weeks. Oh, wow. Yes. What shows are going back? And so, uh, so I have a show in, in New York. It's a Netflix show. Mm -hmm. And we started filming last year. And it's a TV show. It was meant to go until June. But obviously, in March, we stopped filming. So they're just, you know, they're, they're picking up from... Or oh, they left off, I think. So, are, are you allowed to say which ones? Well, you know, a lot of the Netflix project. Do, do you know how the, the, what they call it? Untitled art project. Uh. <laughs> like, it's so funny because a lot of the times I don't know the name because it's untitled, yeah. and then like a year later I'll go back to IMBD. Then I see the name. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's what I worked on. <laughs> Good yeah. Because a lot of times um, I want to get, get the poster for my office mm -hmm. and then I'm like, you know, and I, I don't really want to keep bugging the production coordinator because sometimes even the name changes, you know, by the time they're, they're, they're done filming. And, um, you know, I'm like, okay, I got to, I make sure I keep an eye out you know, mm -hmm. to get the poster and then I forget. So. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Nargis. Yes. Um, yeah. We would like love to know about your journey and your experiences, but let's start off with the current times. You've been doing a bunch of TikTok videos and I think it's amazing. Aww. And I know that you wanted to be an actress too, right? So let's yes. talk about your journey as an actress. And I, I know you mentioned you have cystic fibrosis too. So how is that like with that? With even just as trying to like be an actress is such a struggle. So I want to like get all the inspiration from you as much as I can hearing about your journey. Okay, well, can I, so I'll start from the beginning. So yeah. I've, I've always loved drama in, in high school. And my teachers were really encouraging. Whenever we had the play, I would be the most excited one. So, the, so my teachers really encouraged me to go into uh, pursue acting. And um, back in UK, I don't know about nowadays, but back in the days, we would have four channels. And Channel 3 had a station based in my hometown, which is Bristol. And um, they, they do this acting workshop. But it's not like something you just sign up and pay for it. You have to be invited. And they have this really long process audition, very strict. 
and I tried and I didn't get in. Then I tried a year later and I got in. And I think, to be honest, the only reason I got in the second time, not because I was any good, is because that time they kept saying, we need diversity, we need diversity. Mm -hmm. And I was the only brown, like I was the only non-white in, in, um, in that group. Uh, so I think I got picked because of my color, to be honest. And it was such an amazing experience. That workshop, that teacher, very strict. It's nothing like what I've experienced here in the US. Like, like, like the teacher would throw you off. Like I remember it wasn't a, like an easy, easy task. Each, every time I had the session, it was very hard, very challenging. Like the teacher would want you to do something right away. And he, yeah, I just remember it, it was very like hard, but I felt like I was learning a lot of good things. And uh, there was a lot of requirements. Like I would have to go and watch a movie every, every weekend, have to go and watch play. So it was very costly. So I did it for a semester. Plus I was only like 14. I didn't drive and mm -hmm. I felt like it was a lot of hard on, on my brother. He would have to drive me to places and, you know, pay for things. So I did it for a semester, which was a good, good experience. But then I, I did quit um, just because I just felt like it was just too much on my brother. And, mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I was raised by a single mother. Uh, Patrick Lee and, uh, and and my older brother was a student, but he would work on the weekends, evenings. So just seeing how much my family was doing, I just felt like, you know, I need to focus on my studies and get a good job. So I, so it's not that my family or my brother ever said to me, Nargis, stop, you know, I can't, like, like my, I'm really grateful to have a brother who was really like, he, he loved me so much that, you know, he would do so much for me. But I think just it's something came from within me. So that's when I decided not any, um, nothing, you know, it's like it, it was my own decision that I was like, okay, I, I am going to pick my second subject, which was travel. So I, you know, I, uh, yeah, like I, yeah, I gave that up. I went into travel. I, I, I have a degree in air travel management. I worked at airport travel agency. So yeah, so I changed my, my direction. Um, and then, you know, I, you know, I, I got a good job. I, I, I became independent and it felt good mm. to, to, to have that, um, that stable. Um, and then my husband happened and I moved out here and then I, you know, I had to start again, yeah. um, which was, you know, another, ex like a good experience. I think each experience that, like just gave me more, made me more stronger. Um, Sorry, I get. I should have talked about my cystic fibrosis. Well, I was born with it. It's mm -hmm. a genetic illness, and when I, um, as a child, I would be admitted to children's hospital every three months. And back in the day, we didn't have internet or phones with our bed, so I can watch a movie in my head. I have that photogenic memory, so I used uh -huh. to watch my favorite movies in my head. And then whenever I see a doctor or nurse, you know, the funny ones, I will mimic them. And I would have my little, my little world to keep myself entertained. Mm -hmm. So I think acting has always been part of me, whether I'm doing it, you know, nowadays we have TikTok, but mm -hmm. before I would just do it in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I didn't really care so much whether, you know, to make a career out of it. So I, you know, so I do, you know, I don't know. I just, am I, yeah, I just, 
was happy just having fun with it. So I would say acting is, I, tr I treat it more like a hobby. Mm -hmm. um, I wish I was brave and courage to really pursue it. I, sh you know, I, maybe I could have went to London and tried properly, but I didn't. So, I mean, that's the truth, to be honest. Um, but as long as you're happy doing what you yeah. do. Yes. And I think life is short. And I think that's what, what my illness has taught me. Um, when I was age 10, my doctor told me that I may not, not live till I'm 30. So I didn't have any retirement plan or, you know, uh, kids or anything. So I just wanted to enjoy life where I can. So, mm -hmm. and I think, so I think that's, you know, it's just gave me the, the passion to really go and just do what, what it feels right. I've always listened to my gut. So Nargis, as a travel manager, what what does that entail? Yes, so <clears throat> so I'm a travel manager specifically for film and TV production. So I book flights, uh, hotels, and cars. So basically, getting uh, the uh, client or passenger from the house to the production. Mm -hmm. So that's and, what we do. And what what has it been like in this in the current climate? Like I imagine it's a nightmare. But <laughs> So, you know, the, the, the week in March when they announced it's going to go lockdown, yeah. that week was so crazy for me because at that time, usually with a lot of the production, the, the beginning is very busy because we are flying people in. And then suddenly, like all four of my production were like, we need everybody. Like, you know, and so I was working till 4 a.m., those that week like all that week I was extremely busy trying to get and then obviously a lot of the flights were being sold out oh, no. and there was a lot of panic so that week was very crazy for me because I was like oh my god what is happening and um, a lot of the production coordinator kept saying you know we hope we'll be back in two weeks and then it became a month and then it became mm -hmm. two months and then I kind of decided not to bug them anymore because mm -hmm they'll come to me when they're ready. Because mm -hmm. I think they're also having a hard time too with, yeah, with all sure. this. And how is that changing now? Yeah, so I think like, I think some of the productions are like, like I think some production have been doing experiments. So mm -hmm. I think some are maybe more comfortable going back and I think others will follow because once I had the Netflix production came up, I, I picked up another two shows are filming here in Atlanta. So I think like, you know, once one goes back, I think others will kind of take that cue. Yeah. I, yeah. Like copy. Sure, I was, I was going to say like, especially after Tyler Perry jumped back into filming the oval, I feel like everyone kind of got, caught the bug and were like mm -hmm. raring to go. Yes. Yes. I, and we just, let me also um, give you a little update about Pinewood. Pinewood have, they've like changed all the same. Like before with my past, I can get to the stages and things. Now I can't. Mm -hmm. So they have really uh, like that, that area or the stages, they've, yeah, they've killed people's past. You have to be tested. They have 10 set up. I think they're testing all on the crew. So they have this new procedure on the, at the Pinewood uh, lot now. And I think they are also um, going back filming too. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I've been slowly getting auditions back and I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, I don't, because they just said to be like TBD whenever they're going to film. In my head, I'm like, I hope it's after vaccinations. I hope it's after yeah. vaccinations. 
so so speaking to that point uh nargis can you tell us a little bit about what procedures spinewood is taking to ensure safety um and what are their testing protocols and things like that so so my understanding is they're just really making the area like only um like the people on the list get 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 access right. and they they do have a tent where the crews are doing testing mm-hmm. and i'm not 100% sure about this but i think they're also making the crew quarantine for two weeks. Oh, wow. Yes. Are they booking the hotels and everything for everyone for those two weeks? Are they all going to be together? That's the thing. I'm not sure about um, the, those things, but I, that's what okay. like, I'm hearing. That's what, what, what I'm getting. Um, and I, I think it also depends between um, if, if, if somebody's local hire or coming from. So... Like the flights that I've been doing has been for talent coming from LA to Atlanta. So I'm thinking maybe local crew will have different procedure. And I just get the vibe that, you know, it's, it's changes the whole ball, ball game with, with cost. Right. If you have to quarantine people for, for two weeks, you know, it's, it adds more uh, money to the budget and stuff. So I think it, right now that they're just going to, I think they're just trying to figure out how yeah. to do this. And I won't be surprised if they even make more changes. So do you think the local higher talent has more advantage now compared to out of state? I think so. Okay. I think so. Let me just when go get my resume ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you think because then you don't have to worry about, you know, flying them out? Mm-hmm. Yes. I definitely think it's, yes. This changes the whole, whole I think the whole casting, every lot of things is going to change this year. So I heard, um, I heard a rumor, and I hope this is true, um, but apparently it's not, like the, the, the standard 12-hour day is not going to exist anymore. Like it's going to be shortened to a maximum of 10 hours. Oh, I haven't heard Have you that. heard anything about that? No. Um, no? I'm oh, just trying to think, what would that benefit two hours less? So from, from what I've heard, basically having people shoot, so a, a regular workday in any other industry is a maximum of eight or nine hours. Yes. Whereas for us, it's 12 is the norm. And the idea behind having 10 hour days as opposed to 12 is so that people have adequate rest and their immune systems aren't compromised. Oh, Okay, that that makes sense. I'll take the extra sleep. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely feel like this whole COVID things puts uh, in perspective people to care about their health more yeah. than than ever. Um, you know, j- just somebody like me who who, who had a life threatening illness all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really curious. Uh, for me, I was really surprised to see how people were really really worried, but then. I'm always really careful during flu season because I can easily get, get sick. And I'm always, I've always been, you know, take all my shots, I wash my hands. You know, I've always been, I had to be like this all my life. But just seeing suddenly people are just really worried about their health. Which, For once. Yeah. yeah, it's just, I find it crazy, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's just a good thing. You know, if, if now that the time people are going to care about having better, healthy lifestyle, I think that that is good. And maybe, um, you know, that will add more productivity. Yeah. It's also a matter of like consistency, right? I feel like as human beings, we just do what's in the current times. Right now, current times, it's COVID and we have to take care of our health. 
So hopefully this actually remains consistent. It's engraved in our heads to keep being healthy rather than just like, oh, after a few years, oh, that was in the past. Now I'm just going to go back to my normal. I hope that's not the case. (laughs) So speaking of physical health, I feel like something that's that's, um, really important today is also mental health. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, because going from consistently working every single day um, to three months of having nothing well, of what we consider productive to do, for me personally, has taken a toll. What, what has that been in, like in your experience? Yes. Um, <coughs> sorry, I got a cough with my CF. Um, <laughs> yes, I would say, <coughs> sorry, I'm just going to get a little water. Okay, do you think? Yes, it has, it has been a troll. But to be honest, I think, um, you know, because I've always, you know, I've spent a lot of time at, at a hospital all by myself. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just um, used to dealing with situation. And I, like, you know, the whole TikTok videos, that mm-hmm. was my, my co- coping mechanism, to be honest. And we it absolutely was, love watching your TikTok. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so kind. So I just needed to do a bit of distraction. Um, and I just try, um, I have to keep my mind. So I, I'll avoid people who are negative. Um, I'll go and watch movies that makes me laugh. So I, I just, yeah, like I, I totally understand what, what you're saying because it was very hard, especially um, you you couldn't socialize with people in person, so you're stuck with Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I think some of them were adding more uh, negativity into the air. And, you know, you just, it was so hard to find, um, you know, sometimes you just want to have a normal conversation. And I think that was very hard to, right. to do. And it was really weird because some people were taking it seriously, were too seriously. And some people were not taking seriously at all. Yeah. And I was just trying to find the middle people, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, we, we can do it. Like, I'm not optimistic. So I was just like, we, we gonna, I'm going to get through this. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't get this far in life just to give up and be like, ah. So. Exactly. Absolutely. You're absolutely right there. And um, I feel the same way because as an international student, I had just graduated in March and I was ready to hit the ground running and everything shut down. And um, both, like for myself and for a lot of other international students who've com- just finished comp- their master's degree and we were ready to get out into the industry, it was hard. Because yes. it was, um, there was also like a period of time where we didn't know if we were gonna get deported. So it was very stressful, um, but like we, we talked about it and we all came to the same conclusion that like, you know, we didn't come this far to only come this far. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's so much more that we can do. And um, yeah. thankfully things worked out. We're still here. We're still thriving. <laughs> and it's, it's so, it, it gives us so much hope to see people like you who are pushing through against all the odds. And I'm, I'm just so grateful to be in an industry with other um south asians like myself who for us the the limits don't quite exist mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that's something like we we got from our parents yes yeah i feel like <laughs> growing up in a desi household like my parents my dad grew up in like a village and now he's here and they beat all the odds so i feel like it's just engraved in our heads to always be positive no matter what happens around you because 
the culture itself got so much further just by pushing through. So like, let's actually talk about representation, right? What percentage of South Asian artists do you think exist in the industry since you see several artists for your job? In the last three years, I think I flew two, two people. What? Yeah. But then again, if I'm, um, I'm doing flights, right? So mm-hmm. I'm doing flights from, if they're filming in New York, they're coming from LA or wherever. Yeah, so maybe they, they hire local, like, so I'm, you know, but in my experience, yeah, I've seen, yeah, like two, and one person was from England. I was so happy because I recognized him. So, um, yeah, so it was just, you know, it's just, I, I feel like we are not represented mm-hmm. well. Um, and yeah, like, it's, especially in, in Atlanta, I feel like in LA and New York, I think that, would you, would you say that? Would you say here yeah. in, in Atlanta, we are really underrepresented? Yeah, I feel like because a lot of um, South Asians or minority artists do go to LA or New York because it's a bigger market. And like, I, but I am like the kind of person that sees potential in smaller markets to expand. <clears throat> That's why I'm still sticking to Atlanta. <laughs> yes, and, and I think you, you should definitely, especially <laughs> like now. Um, yeah. Yeah, because like, so I pursued a bit of acting here in Atlanta. Um, but in, in my day, I didn't see like, you know, there wasn't a group like this. So I'm really happy that at least within a few years, you know, I'm seeing a growth. Right. So I'm really, because I feel like when I was doing it, it was only me. Um, so, so, so it's great. And you're so good. I love your TikTok videos. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> yeah. I stopped doing them though, but I'm going to go back to it. And that's that's something like Brahmika and I um, also talked about was that we didn't realize how big of a South Asian community Atlanta has until we started mingling and then spreading the word about ourselves. <coughs> so I personally uh, come from a writing, directing, producing background. Mm-hmm. So and most of the stories that I most of the scripts that I write are have a South Asian theme. And in searching for like South Asian actors and things to portray them, I had a pretty hard time. I could, I found one child, one uh, Pakistani American child to play an Indian girl in my, uh, in my thesis film. But it, it, it was really hard. And because for, I, I feel personally for me, it feels like it's only as adults that we're allowed to pursue creative careers uh, not so much as children, because the idea is that, like, you know, you want your children to go into a stable uh, background, but th- things like COVID happens and then nothing's stable anymore. And you're unhappy. So. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I did see, um, well, when I was pursuing acting, I did meet a couple of parents with, uh, with small Indian child, and it seemed like the parents were more interested and I gave, I remember meeting a mother and I gave her like whatever information I had at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you should definitely get an agent because, you know, he's young. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you should definitely, because there isn't. So I did try to, I don't know what, what happened, but um, yeah, like, you know, it was amazing to see uh, like a mother, she was more keen than the child, you know. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen a couple of like um, Indian boys uh but not so many little girls 
I don't know if there's a disparity with that too, right? Like women versus men. With Possibly. Whole, yeah. Yes. But I actually loved, um, we can't name names, but like the whole Indian movie that came about in Atlanta. I loved seeing all the South Asians being in one room and being doing something creative. I feel like there needs to be more of that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I don't, <clears throat> if I can say this, um, I do feel like sometime... Indians don't don't really support other Indians. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> and and um, you know, and I'm from England. I've been here seven years. So you know, this country also whole, all another ball game. And mm. I was just I love you know you see me dressed up. I love all these Indian events. Like I yeah. want to go to all of them. I don't care whether it's north, south, east, west. Mm -hmm. I just want to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And I did. I just noticed like. You know, people just want to know more about your your background. You know, are you Punjabi? Are you Bengali? Are you, you know, this just and um, it just didn't feel like together. And I also felt like I did come across some Indian girls when I was seeing acting, but I felt like the um, the friendship didn't really they kept themselves. Mm. So it's almost like they're worried about competition, and I don't know. It's just. It's yeah, no, I'm, so, I'm so glad you said that because that's something that's also very deeply rooted in our culture is to, there, there's this North Indian, South Indian clash mm -hmm. everywhere you go. And there's also this, this I almost want to say toxic competitiveness. Yes. And that's something that I've learned to shed once I came here because I'll be honest, when I started out, yes, I brought some of that with me because it's how I grew up. It's the mentality that like, you know, was honed in. Um, but then when I came here, I realized that in an industry and in an environment like this, you can't afford to be like that. It's the, the more, the better your network, the better your relationships, the further you're going to get because this yeah. is not a one man job. None of this is. Plus it can be a one man's job. I like even just me just acting without a producer or props and I think it just doesn't yeah. make sense. And I feel like in order to bring the South Asian representation, we need, we have to be better together. And like, I don't really see the point of competition because everyone has their own essence, their own uniqueness. And I truly believe that like everyone has their own timeline. So no matter yes. what you do in your life, you're going to get to where you have to be whenever you're ready. So yes. yes, yeah. yes. And like, I didn't grow up I, 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 I like was in my bubble most of my life. So I like, I was never the competitive. I was always like, oh, let me learn from her. Let me learn from her. Let me, let me do this. So it's weird to me when people like see me as competition. Cause I'm just like, I'm not you. I don't know why you're being competitive. I don't get it. <laughs> and I feel like we all bring a unique, uniqueness to, yeah. to ourself that, you know, yes. Um, so I just, sorry, I, I thought that you may find this interesting. Mm -hmm. So w when I moved, uh, moved to the U.S. after getting married to my hubby, I was, you know, it was kind of, I was just trying to, I waited for, for my green card for one year. And I'm just trying to figure out how am I going to get back, back into the career with, with travel side of things. And I was in South Carolina and now I'm just looking at that. And we went to watch a movie and it says filmed in Georgia. So Doug was, you know, my husband was just like, oh, it's in they're filming in, in Atlanta. So that night I started Googling, like mm -hmm. filming in Georgia. I just, why don't I try this? And I found like some casting call. So I applied and I put it, I sent a picture with me in a sari. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I just thought it'd be fun. And next morning I, I get up and I have an email saying, we want to book you. 
So it was an extra job and, um, and you know, and it's the dress is in Atlanta. And at that point I haven't drove, drove, like I'll drive to the local grocery, but haven't done the whole, you know, driving into the city. And my husband was like, well, if you want to do this, like you have to drive. And I was just like, Alanta is crazy. So anyway, I, I was like, if I want to do this, I have to drive. So I did that. And that was my first time uh, coming into the city, doing the uh, first extra job. And I wore a sari and people were really nice. And that night, a lot of people gave me, I, I, I do, I have to say the people in Alanta, they were really good to me. Mm -hmm. um, the people I met right in the beginning, they told me about other casting companies. You know, they were just so, that night, you know, everybody was so nice to me. And I think that's when I was like, okay, I want to do more of this. So I think the people ma made a difference. That's awesome. And then, um, and I did this for like two years. Um, I did some standing and, and other stuff too. But I, I also remember the people ha um, who didn't treat, treated me well because I was just an extra. And whenever I came across another Indian, you know, I was trying to be nice and they just ignored me. And then later on, I, you know, I got this job. I, you know, I was working at Pinewood and then suddenly the, the same people who are not being very nice, they're, they're trying to be, be nice to me. And I, I was just put off. I was just like, I don't like you as a person because how I feel like I, I really don't like when people mistreat any, like mm -hmm. people should be nice to everybody. It doesn't matter about their job or, exactly. or their status. Yeah. And I will not, so like, that's like a put off for, for, for me. So just seeing how they treated me when I was nobody, is just like, you know, blacklist for, for <laughs> Absolutely. life. Absolutely. And that's the thing with this, with Atlanta and with this industry again, is as big as it is, it's also very small. Like everybody knows everybody somehow. And the, it's, it's important to respect people. Um, just, just be a nice human being. It, yeah. It's not that hard. And similar to your story, I've also come, so while I was a student, um, I worked on a couple of sets with professionals and um, they were not very nice. And now that I'm out of school, I'm in a production coordination position where I'm, I'm allowed to hire people. Uh, I don't want to hire these people. Like, yeah. I don't care about your portfolio. You're not a nice person to work with. And sometimes like at the end of the day, that's, that's all it comes down to is who do I think of that I want to spend 12 hours on set with and who do I not? Yeah. Yes. And you can't limit somebody's potential. Like, 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 like either of you, you know, like who knows what you could be, you know, you could write a really great, you know, show and it could be like the biggest hit. You, oh my God, like, you know, you could even have your own, you could talk, you, you might may even beat Lily Singh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you can be so like, you just like, you, you are a person, but your potential is unlimited. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't, you know, or you want to be, so now I feel like actresses don't get treated nice. Um, I have some, uh, you know, highly educated PhD friends. And sometimes I just get the vibe, you know, or act, you know, acting is like slash dumb. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, you know. Yeah, I always get the question like, oh, you're so smart. Why do you want to be an actress? In my head, I'm like, what, what is that notion that like actors are not smart? In fact, I think like actors and creative people like producers, directors are one of the smartest people that I know. 
because you have to have an open mind to everything around you. And like, and you can't just be like structured to one thing, like corporate world, like in finance and stuff. Whenever I was working, it was all just about like Excel sheets and numbers and stuff. And not many people would value things outside of that job. And I feel like in the creative field, you need to value things outside of your job to be good at your job. Yes, absolutely. And, and I really respect both of you for, for, for pursuing, because I think being an actor or like writer, you know, anything to do with the film industry, it is like the, I think it's one of the hardest thing to do, like hardest job. I really, because you guys are stronger than, than me. I, you know, technically I kind of quit, you know, I, you know, I want to, you know, I, it, I do think because first you had to battle with, with your own family, you know, like, or just being a South Asian, because, you know, as you said, you know, act, you know, no kidding. Yeah, like, yeah, yes. And like, or like, you should be a doctor, you know, engineer, like, this is not a real job. So you, you had to go through that battle first at mm-hmm. home. And then like, you, you're serious, you're determined, you are committed, you know, this still hasn't come to you easily. So you're putting all all out. And it's, you know, it's, you know, you guys are really, I really respect, like, after trying, I really respect actors, like, and they deserve more respect and more money, even like, like the day, the, the, the day job rate needs to be higher. Personally, think it's just, it's, let's fight, so Maria, let's fight for day job rate. Let's do this. <laughs> no, it should, absolutely. It's just, you know, it's, it's like a really hard thing to do, and you, you're doing it, and you're, like, look at you two. I'm so proud. Like, even with this whole COVID, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people are getting scared. Like, I have to go and get, you know, worried about it and taking different direction. Even like a lot of even my friends are telling me or, you know, the travel industry, like, you know, I should get, get a different job or new job. So, you know, so I can just imagine, you know. Well, I actually did get a different job during this time, but in my head, it's just for like money because I live with my parents. So I have to like, I'm trying to like balance it all. So I did get a different job and I'm trying to get money. But at the same time, in my head, I know I'm never going to quit acting ever. Good. I'm going to pursue it somehow. <laughs> yeah. Until I think until last week, I was working like three jobs and now I'm working two. Yes. So this it's it's definitely been a hustle and thank you so much for saying all the stuff that you did that that was really sweet i know it made me like tear up i was like you're so nice and you're so cute (laughs) thank you thank you so actually speaking of like nice people right this is like what like you saw so many artists and people Mm -hmm. like what qualities in specifically south asian artists do you see that are valuable to build for aspiring artists like what do you think um core value should be to be an amazing artist. Okay. Oh, to be, not what they bring, right? Um, Either or. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So, I think South Asian artists, first of all, I think it's that encouragement, you know, mm-hmm. that determination because they had to battle at their home. So, for them, making it this far shows they are committed, determined, and they're good. Um, so yeah, yes, I think that's, you know, it's, they have, I feel like they have more harder battle. So I think that's, you know, so, so that's what I feel. It's about being persistent, being passionate, being determined and just going for it. And more importantly, you have to believe in yourself when people, even when people don't believe you, 
like you have to believe in, in yourself. And I think that's something, I, you know, it's funny, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this when I should have done this to myself. <laughs> that, that's, that's what happened to me. I didn't really believe it. I didn't uh, believe in, in myself. So if you don't believe in yourself, you know, so how someone else going to believe you? It's not too late. If you're, if, if you're yeah, exactly, looking at exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> It's not oh. too late, Argus. You can still pursue acting if you want to. Oh, I, uh, I know. Like, yes, I, 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 maybe I'll just do, do this for fun. And I also have, you know, with my accent, my, my speech. It's all, oh, so that's what things. makes you awesome. And that's another thing. Like, there is no uh, stereotypical Indian mm -hmm. accent. I'm from Chennai. I, I sound nothing like someone from Chennai, but that's also because I'm Anglo-Indian. So my first language is English. And I feel like India is so, so diverse yes. in the kind of people that we have um, just because of all the invasions and all the, the different ethnicities that um, came to India. It's, it's, it's very um, wrong to say that there's a particular Indian accent. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, and I feel like that's the battle I had when I was trying to, you know, when I was doing auditions and things. I felt like it, you know, I just couldn't believe how a lot of people were so unaware. Mm -hmm. So either some people were like, yes, you sound really English, or some people like, you really sound really Indian, you sound like you're from India. Like, I just had people had so many different, I had one person say I sound Canadian. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, so, like, I just realized I, that's what, what I said to myself. Like, I can't be in somebody's head. Like, people are going to think what they think, and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, um, yeah it's just, it's, you know, it, that's, you know, especially being an actor, that's, I think, such a hard job, because it doesn't matter how good or skilled you are, it's about the casting person, how mm -hmm. they see you. And yeah. what they're thinking and what is their knowledge, you know, their awareness. Right. And that's like, you know, that, that I think that's the, that's one of the big, that I think actors, especially South Asian, because if people are not really aware of a lot, lot of things, their perception, mm. and you can't, you know, and so, but you just keep going. You just never know. Right. So you gotta keep going. I think that's why like representation matters so much. Like I feel like more content needs to be out there for South Asians. That way people are aware that there's no one accent. There's no one Indian accent. There's no one Paki accent. Just like there's yeah. no one American accent. There's a New York accent. There's an LA accent. There's a Southern Boston. accent. So there can't be a Boston, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> just one Indian accent. Just like there is no one American accent. I feel like content needs to be put out there. Yes, and I think we need more South Asian writers for sure. I think, yes. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, Natasha, I think people like you will help other people, like will make the difference. Yeah. Working on it, for sure. And it really helps when I'm, I'm able to have these candid <coughs> conversations with um, actors who are able to tell me what characters they want to play. Because in earlier conversations, Ramika, you and I talked about how uh, some of the most stereotypical roles mm -hmm. when it comes to casting um, South Asians is as doctors and nurses and those kind of professions. But there are so many better roles we can play. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, I was just thinking about it. And the first time I saw um, an Indian woman in a Hollywood movie as the bad guy was, um, shoot, it was Priyanka Chopra. Oh, yes, and, uh, Baywatch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. And I was like, well, this is new. Like she's not just some floozy love interest. Mm-hmm. Like she, her, she had some substance to her character. And um, that, that was the first not doctor yep. woman I'd see. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I, I like, I think it's, I being South Asian, I we understand it, but I, it, I, I also realize why it's not striking yet to other audiences because they haven't seen more of that. So they're not, so what people have not seen, they're not sure it exists. Yes. Is what's going on right now. Like I remember when Black Panther came out and um, I was taking a workshop and one of the instructors there were like, oh, now I see what the other people didn't see because there's Black Panther out there. And like in my head, like I just struck out, like that's so true. Like what people don't see, they don't just realize it, right? I don't, know, I don't know what I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I think you're making a sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it's like whatever's on the silver screen, we can believe. Yes. But but not anything aside from it. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. yes. And I do feel like there are more of us, there are more South Asians in, in the film industry. And no. I, yes, because I remember when I was in, in high school, there was this um, newspaper, an announcement. They want to make Bombay Dreams. It's a Broadway play in London. And they want, it's a South Asian play. And they were advertising, we want South Asian. And I kind of wanted to go and I couldn't go. And, um, and it was like on TV, you know, the whole process. And I remember the director at the interview was saying, I, I always rem- remember that. He's like, it's so sad that when we did, um, you know, went to the audition and we wanted to hire them, they're like, oh no, I, like, I haven't, I have to check with, with, with our parents. And a lot of the kids' parents didn't allow them. Mm. Yeah, and two of the main lead actors and actresses, now they're, they're big, like they got other shows, you know, that was their starting mm. uh, from the play. And I just remember, like they're saying, like so many people turned up, but when it came down to it, the love their parents didn't, yeah, didn't want them to do this, so. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think we talked about this before, but we were, ta- we were talking about why the Indian stereotype as we knew it was that everybody wanted their children to have stable jobs. And we feel like it dates back to when India gained independence like the country was starting over and there was so much economic disparity that families were were aware of the financial trials and tribulations that they were going through and they didn't want their future generations to go through the same. And ever since then, there's been this idea that like you need to safeguard your um, economic status. You need to safeguard the future of you and your children's mm-hmm. economic status and the freedom of doing what you want was absurd it's like you do what you need to do yes you're you, that's such a good uh, good point you're right you are absolutely right about that and i'm excited yes. things are changing because granted um i was fortunate to have uh, a family that while initially they did not um they didn't see what was so alluring about this field also, I was, I grew up in Chennai, so the film scene wasn't huge. Um, and I was very fortunate that 
later on, they agreed that like, you know, it was okay for me to come to the US and pursue my career. Um, but not a lot of people have that opportunity. So one of my, one of my um, goals for starting this show was to get American Indian filmmakers in touch with people in India to give them the opportunities to work on more projects. Because also the, the level of nepotism in South Asian film culture is so high. <coughs> nearly impossible for people to break into the industry if you don't already have someone in it. Mm -hmm. um, and I personally, for my, my thesis film, was desperately looking for a sound designer and a composer in Atlanta. And my, my like delivery due date was coming up and I still, I couldn't find anybody that I could afford. And then I started reaching out to my friends in India. And the response I got was, was, unlike anything I'd imagined. So I, I started working with design, sound designers and composers in India. And now that film is in a bunch of festivals and it's wow. opened a gateway for me to collaborate cross-continentally. And it's, it's very exciting. Yes, yes. And um, I do feel like the people in India, um, like the makers, I think they're amazingly talented because uh, thanks to Prime and all these Netflix, I've been watching a lot of um, shows that are made in India mm -hmm. and filming, everything is so good. It's not like how it used to be, you mm -hmm. know, with the movies. <coughs> it's really like the quality, everything is so like, okay, this is gonna sound really bad to say, but I actually prefer watching those shows than over Hollywood TV shows sometimes <laughs> because it's just so well made and so good. So I, yes, I, I definitely think people in India that, yeah, they're like, if, if I was making something, I think I would want to hire people from India because they're just Absolutely. so, yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, like some of those shows are just so good that I'm like rewatching it again. That's how good it is. So I really like, yes, I'm just yeah, amazed. So I totally <laughs> believe they're very, very talented people and hardworking and they're probably not getting the chance over there because of the nepotism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so as soon as like um, Natasha brought up the idea of the podcast for Brown Film Folk, I jumped on it right away because I saw its potential and I know Natasha is amazing at what she does. So I was just like, yes. I think I, I didn't even think. I just said yes. <laughs> <laughs> that it's, I, I love, yeah. The, fir the first other Indian I'd worked with um, outside of my SCAD community was Brahmika. So I've, I've loved working with her since we met in, what was it, 2018? Yeah, December 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah, December 2018. Yeah, and now through these conversations, we're able to meet people like you. And I, I never would have had the opportunity to speak to you or even known that, like, you know, there, there were other people, uh, other Indians in the film community. And now it's just so exciting. And especially when we have these conversations, we have so much more in common mm -hmm. than you'd think. So, yes. uh, like, all of us have come up in this industry with um like like you said earlier having had initial like opposition to the very idea of a creative career yes and i'm so glad we are finally having a, a community here in atlanta yes. because there seems to be really good community out in la mm -hmm. so i was in la earlier this year for for, for work mm -hmm. and i was following the, this group called sawi on facebook 
And, you know, because I'm in Atlanta, I was like, I never really interacted with them because I was like, I'm all the way out here. But when I went to LA, I did a message, you know, I'm here like to meet. And, you know, it was really nice. People came out. I met some of the group, people from the group. I even went hiking with one of the girl. And I just loved the, um, you know, like the sense of community mm-hmm. and people coming together. And then whole quarantine ha- thing happened. And good for me because they're doing a lot of Zoom stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of actively, actively being on their Zoom calls and stuff. And just seeing that they have this group to, together in LA, I was like, you know, we should have that here in Atlanta. And I think it will take some time, but I think if we get more people, you know, like, like us, open-minded, want to share, want to contribute, you know, it's, it's like a one team. It's one, a goal is to get more of us, you know, represented. Exactly. That should be our goal. And there is somebody, um, like, I feel like I need to connect you uh, with her. Um, yes, and she's, she's in India. Uh, she, she, she's in South and she's working on, on something. And uh, yeah, I feel like you two should, should definitely connect. Absolutely. So, yeah, this, love this is people. exactly what we want to do yeah. with this. <laughs> I, was, I was actually curious, um, we talked about artists in South Asian industry and the percentage of artists. What about like the corporate field in the industry, like not finance and stuff, but like within the entertainment corporate industry? How many South Asians do you see in that not, not at all. Yeah. I mean, there was one a producer from Canada. Um, he reached out. He, and, but I think he was making his own little indie project. Um, mm. and, but yeah, I, I don't, because, you know, with, with the names and everything, right, I would see, mm. yeah, I've just, yeah, I feel like we're so under underrepresented. So we're like underrepresented not only with actors or producers or directors, but also in the corporate world. Yes. Okay. And um, yes. And um a lot of the time what happened is with, with my shows filming in New York or DC, that they'll hire uh, local hires for crew, right? Mm-hmm. But if they're filming in, um, so I had a show filmed in, in Marrakesh. So they took the whole, they had to take all the crew and everybody. So it was a very big task. So then and that's when I, because it's international uh, travel, I was getting a copies of everybody's passport. And I have to make sure I'm booking everything correctly because you can't mess up, you know, mm-hmm. and especially you're spending so, you know, you're buying flights and all this. So, and I remember as I, you know, doing all the crew stuff, I, like I saw really interesting passports from, you know, other play, European places and Denmark, even Iceland, but I didn't see any Indians, mm. not every single one. And I was like, like, I, I thought that there are more, more Indians in New York. So I was like, wow. I was surprised. Yeah, I know, who knows? Maybe it's just that show I'm doing. Maybe the Indians are in other shows, you know. I, I mean, tried to have a billion of us. You'd think one of us would yeah. pop up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but maybe they're in another show, right? Maybe right. this particular show, you know, I try to, get, I try to give people benefit of the doubt, but mm-hmm. I just remembered when I was doing it, I was like, wow, I didn't see any single Indian person on the list, so. What's fascinating about that is also, like my name wouldn't be considered Indian per se because mm-hmm. my last name is Portuguese. So even though I'm, because my last name is Sequera, my first name is Natasha. So it's Russian and Portuguese. You'd never think I was from India. Yeah. So I so wonder that, if there's also people like that. Yeah, do you want, that's a good point. And sometimes with a passport um, picture, mm-hmm. you can't really tell. So yeah, that, that could be that too. 
because I imagine in New York they they have to be doing yeah. yeah a lot of them yeah well let's hope let let's let's see if we can find some um, home folk from New York who can tell us what the scene is like there we yes I mean, so I not, what's that sorry go on oh no I was gonna say Nargis um, in closing what advice would you give to our audience. I would say <laughs> what I should have said to myself all along is please, you have to believe in yourself. If you don't believe, like you have to believe you can do it, um, especially when you do the auditions, you have to believe I'm going to get the role. Otherwise people, yeah. And just um, just um, tone out because a lot of the time, you know, um, especially with the acting perspective of, uh, side of things, people will, gi will give you, share the, their advice or their opinions. And, you know, sometimes it is good to listen to different ideas, mm -hmm. but don't let anything like, like listen to your gut. So if you feel like this is what I want to do, do that. Don't worry about what people say, oh, maybe I should do this because this person is saying it or, you know, just, I would say just have more faith in, in yourself and just do what your gut tells you. And then if it doesn't work, you know, you, you know, if it works, you, you know, so I, I just wish that I, I more focused on my thoughts and did what, you know, so gut, yeah. big on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And Brahmika, did you want to do the, um, the stereotype? Yes. So we do, we just want to bring more awareness about the South Asian culture. So there's something called a stereo what? So it's basically like something that you love and hate about your culture. Um, I keep bringing up the point that my mom always makes sure I put like this religious thing on me before I leave the house and I get annoyed from it. But at the same time, if she doesn't tell me to do it, I go and do it because I'm like, I grew up with it. <laughs> so what is that thing for you? Stereotype. That is, oh, stereotype. what? Like, yeah. Anything from your childhood that was so... It, like despite growing up in the UK, you like your I'm sure your mom would have had some cultural thing that she had you grow up with. Yeah, I, I think it's about guest. Uh, like just keep bugging the guest. Oh, you want tea? <laughs> you sure? Like, you know, like uh, you know, a lot of people be like, no, I'm fine. Um, you sure? You sure? I can. <laughs> yes. What I think I do just automatically. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny you, you said that because that's something that like the first time I came here, I found it so strange. Um, so my aunt is, uh, she's American. So the first time I came to stay with her and my uncle, I'm so used to like at home, my grandma be like, do you want this? And I'll be like, no. She'll be like, are you sure? And I'll be like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> but it's like, do you want something? And I'll be like, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, wait, you're supposed to ask me a second time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And I have this battle with my husband. So my <laughs> husband is American. And whenever we have guests, you know, I'll ask them again. Then he'll be like, why do you keep bugging them? They don't want it. <laughs> now, now I've slowly like become like that. So I, like even my boyfriend was asking me the other day, he's like, do you want something to eat? And I was like, no. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, I already said no. <laughs> but then I was like thinking about it and I was like, shoot, where, where I've, I've like, come so far from being like, ask me again, ask me again, I'll change my mind. <laughs> yeah, I still live with my parents. So whenever, like, I'm always like that to my friends and stuff too, whenever they come over, I'm like, are you sure? I can make it this way if you want. Are you sure? And I'm always like, you want more? Like, you want more of this? Yes. 
you feel like you have to like make sure they know they have a lot of options yes because, uh, yes. yes absolutely yes and then and like two sorry what's that Wait, what does it translate to for a guest that don't oh know? sorry sorry so Atiti uh, Devo Bhavan means that the guest is like God. Mm-hmm. So you have to serve them with that uh, with that reverence as you would if God were to come visiting you. And yes. my mom takes it to a whole new level where even if a squirrel comes to the sunroom, she gives them food. So there's okay. a squirrel that comes at four o'clock every evening to eat food because the squirrel knows there will be food because Aditi Devo Bhavan. <laughs> And there's a movie, isn't it? A Bollywood movie with that name. Yes. I watch a lot of Bollywood. So. Me too. I love Bollywood. I don't know. I haven't heard of that one. I know yeah. Amir Khan had like a new segment um, with that name. Hmm. Uh, it was uh, with Ajay Devagan and Konkanasan. Yeah. Like, oh, like a really him. annoying uncle comes over and he's just being a very bad guest, but they're stuck with him. Oh. I, the more you're telling me about it, I feel like I have heard of it. Um, but it makes sense. I definitely should check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes aunties can be really annoying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those aunties, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. Beta, are you sure you don't want more beta? <laughs> yes. And then I feel like I have some cool relatives in England are like, you know, open-minded, outgoing, fun. Then I have some like relatives are just, you know, I just yeah. have... Yes, so I, I can't wait to go back to England because I feel like I can use the COVID as an excuse not to visit. I, I can afford some of my relatives. <laughs> I have a few more years to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, Nargis, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today and share all of your stories with us. We really appreciate it. Yes, yes absolutely. And thank you so much for you know having me and please stay in touch. Um, you know, as things are opening up, you know, I'll, you know, like the more I, I found out later, I'll, you know, happy to, you know, like just, yeah, just feel free to reach out to me um, any, any time. If I can help, I, I will. You're so sweet. Thank you. So much nervous. And keep making those TikTok videos. Thank you very yes. much. Yes. <laughs> I need to go, go back to it. So I will. Yes. yes. Let's do it. Okay. Thank you so much. Take have care a and have a great day. rest of your night. Yes. All right, thank you guys too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.